Welcome back to the Upshift Podcast, hosted by Brian and Brian. In this episode, we dabble into the performance bagger scene. Brian gives his perspective, and I talk about what I think a performance bagger is, in my mind. You like group rides? Brian and I talk about them and how someone learned a lot about group rides from their hog membership days. Uh, We talk about the fall. Fall is our favorite riding season. Someone likes a certain temperature to ride in, but every time we ride in the fall, we always have our favorite Indie Ridge boots on. So we talk a little bit about our boots that we got. And um, we dabble into what we have in our saddlebag. All that and more on this motorcycle-filled episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can always catch us on Instagram. Brian is the underscore upshift podcast. And I am the upshift podcast underscore Brian underscore NH. Again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And we will see you on the next one. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome in to the Upshift Podcast with your host, Brian, and co-host, Brian. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good tonight. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. good As good. always, we start off with the weather, but hey, if you look at your Instagram and my Instagram, looks like we've been out on motorcycles. Yes, taking advantage of the warm weather for sure, because yep. before you know it, I'll be in the garage just putting parts on the bike. Yes, yeah, that snow, that uh, kind, you know, that uh, white stuff that covers the road and makes motorcycling not fun. How's that? Yeah, I, I like it. The first snowfall of the year, oh yeah, it's great, and then it can just disappear and be eighty again. For all I'm <laughs> concerned. Well, I had to work all day today, and it got up to like seventy-five and sunny here, and it uh, was gorgeous, and it was great motorcycle weather. But my job got in the way, so. Uh, I'm still here, and I'm doing a podcast with you. Perfect. I uh, did not do any work today, but let's see what it was. It was nice that I had the bike. I had the FXR out, started it up, and just didn't go anywhere. But well, it seems like you're holding on to that bike. You haven't sold it yet. Yeah, no, she's. It's gonna stay in the garage. Okay. Yeah, but the two bikes, Road Glide FXR, the shovel heads in the basement, but. Those two bikes make me happy, so I'm keeping yeah. them. Well, I, I want you to. Do you ever think that you'll sell the shovel head? Probably not, just because it's it's down in the basement. Yeah, part of the family. Yeah, there's no no need to sell it. Okay, that's kind of the way I feel about my Honda. Yeah. It's never going to be for sale. It's my first motorcycle, um, though I haven't ridden it in probably a year. I did get on it the other day, and... Uh, 
tried to fire it up for just a minute when I actually I sat my brother's and his garage and I happened to be over there and didn't have a lot of time, but I put that on my list to get it back out because it's only fun for about 20 miles. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those Honda CBs. They're, they're fun for about 20 miles. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about as far as I want to ride it and just to make sure, you know, just play around with it for a minute through the neighborhood and through town. Uh, and that's about it. Yep, yep. But anyway, we have a long list of notes here that we've sent back and forth to each other for this episode of the Upshift Podcast. But we first want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our podcast and interacting with us on Instagram and Facebook, um, liking our photos and commenting. Thank you. That's what keeps us doing this. I mean, me and Brian, we text back and forth and send a few emails of, things that we want to talk about but i mean again it's all about motorcycles uh mainly harleys and we just want to keep this thing going and have a good time exactly and thanks everybody for the instagram feedback and likes and everything on instagram is going good so i like to see that i like to see stuff starting to grow yes and in a world of i mean we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for instagram and there's a lot of people that we wouldn't interact with unless Instagram. And I like Instagram. It's pictures and a comment like, cool bike, cool picture, looks like you had a good time. You know, just, it's not political. It's not anything. But, you know, like I said, I only follow motorcycle stuff. What else is there to follow? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I do still follow the 70s van thing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but no, but again, thank you all for listening to the Upshift podcast, um, following us on uh, Instagram. Um, so give out your handle again, Brian, for somebody that's new that's tuning in today. The Upshift podcast, underscore Brian, underscore NH. Okay. Rita. Uh, you got me at the underscore Upshift podcast, um, yeah. or you just type in the Upshift podcast, it'll pop up. And uh, I actually, my other page is... Harley Guy 105, but I hardly do anything there. Uh, and we're also on Facebook, uh, the Upshift Podcast, for for some of our listeners who are still on Facebook. But, no, I, I really, really enjoy the interaction that you have with, uh, with people, and you kind of keep up with what they're doing in the motorcycle world from California to Maine and all parts in between. But, yeah, I, pretty cool way to keep up with people. I agree. But the first thing we're going to dive into, and God, this is such a trigger word in some circles. Go ahead and say what it is. Oh, put me on the spot. Um, performance baggers. Performance baggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know. G- give me your take. So, my take on the, the whole performance baggers i don't know coming from me so yeah your opinion this yeah. is your podcast yeah, you exactly can say whatever so, you want to i come from motocross racing right yeah so every bike that i build i make it feel like a dirt bike right yeah. Yeah. so so in the performance bagger performance motorcycle scene for me it's all about 
the cockpit of the motorcycle. So you got seat and bars are the main things to me to make yeah. a performance bagger because, you know, with the performance bagger, you got your arms straight out, motocross bars, your knees are bent, and you're ready to make any quick turns, wheelies, burnouts, do anything. You're right there, right? Yeah. So performance mm-hmm. motorcycle to me. And then if your, butt, your hands are like above your shoulders and you're just that's just a cruiser that looks like a cruiser to me so that doesn't a, a pangers and the whatnot yeah a pangers so that's why guys are saying you got a pangers on your bike it's not a performance bike and i i agree with that they say oh the motor's built that's fine but to me performance is in the cockpit and you can perform yeah. on the road right so all my bikes have the motocross bars good suspension everything to make it perform on the road that's what I think. And then, so you got your handlebars real low, like a crotch rocket. That's in race mode. So that's a race bike to me. Definitely. Right? So, yeah. So that's how I think of the performance bagger. And But now the performance bagger is getting, it's getting huge. They're like, it's almost starting to be like the big wheel bagger scene. And and I hated the big wheel bagger scene. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. it had, yeah. You know, coming from a motocross background, I like bikes to function. And yeah. be able to move, and I, don't know, I just didn't like the look of it. Yes, yeah, big... I, I not necessarily hated them. I appreciated the big wheel for what it was and is. I mean, it's still there, and the stereo kind of coincides with that. It's just nothing that I mean. I'm I'm interested if I happen to walk by and see it, but I'm not going out of my way to, you know, be in that circle or, you know. I've happened up on a show or two in Daytona, happened to be there, fine to watch it, you know, for whatever it, you know, for whatever the time I was there and and enjoyed it and went on. But it's, you know, it's not, you know, it's not everything to everybody in motorcycling. No, I mean, the big wheel baggers, yeah, I mean, they're going to draw the attention at the gas station for people that don't know motorcycles. Everybody's going to want to come over and hear the loud radio. And they're cool. I mean, my goodness, it's cool. Wild paint, stereos. Yeah. Hey, I've always said, and you've said this too, if you like it, I like it. I mean, it's whatever you want. Yeah, I mean. You know, some people like green motorcycles, some like yellow. I like them both. Exactly. But, so for the performance bagger situation, the ultimate one is the, I I like to call them the stunt baggers, you know, with the cut cut bags, cut rear fenders. Mm -hmm. Yep. Those bikes, they're used. They're put to the test every they're day. They're performed on, yes. Yeah, they performed on. Their bars are there. They ride wheelies. They scrape them. They don't care. The bags are a little scuffed up. They look like they've been ridden. It looks like yeah. a dirt bike to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not a show bike no, by no means. No, and those bikes, those are my favorite bikes by far. Like I, I want to cut the bags and cut the rear fender on my bagger, but I almost don't want to because... I can't wheelie the bagger yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. lear- I'm learning on the FXR. I'm doing rolling burnouts. I'm starting. I love it. But I don't want to do that to the bagger. Not only because not because I want to preserve it or keep the stock parts. You know, I don't care yeah. about that. You know, yeah. motorcycling, motorcycle hobby is not the best investment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's, investment, it is not. No. Um, it's a love and a passion. Exactly. So I would love to cut the bag. I, I just love that look, but you know, I'm, I'm a victim of peer pressure. So if I'm driving down the road on my uh, bike 
and someone sees that I got cut bags and they're like, hang a wheelie and I can't, I'll be like, oh, what a yeah. wannabe, you know? So, yeah, he's got the flannel and the, the vans, but he just doesn't know how to wheelie. Yeah, he just, that reminds me like, you know, when I was back motocross racing, I'd show up in a Ranger with my bike on the back of the bed, you know, and yeah. my bike had good wheel, good tires on it, nice, nice suspension. So, you know, I won some races. I won a lot of races. I, I raced really well. And then you see the kids that, you know, got a lot of money into their setups. You, you know, you, you never see them on the podium. Yeah. But, but that, so that's show no go. Yeah, exactly. So, but, no, I get it. yeah. But those I mean, stunt baggers, the East, the East, you haven't, you know, who the East Coasting crew is, they, their bikes, yeah. the, their bikes are awesome. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cool bikes. Yeah. I love it. I love all the parts. And out of this, you have, so many aftermarket and i say handmade because it's handmade yeah it's the guy who's created a part a piece yep to go on a bike and it's now again we follow that and that's what we enjoy looking at and and buying so yeah we gravitate towards that and you know yeah we know all the information on it because that again that's what we look at but i mean performance to me it's kind of progressed but as long as I've been in motorcycling and performance has always been around because you had the uh, Screaming Eagle catalog and in the aftermarket shops. But here, the shops that I've hung out, so to speak, at and have bought stuff from, they've always been performance oriented, always doing motors. Uh, I remember back in the day, the big thing in the, in the carburetor bikes was getting the CV max. Yep. They would take the carburetor, stock carburetor, take it off, uh, put it on mill machine, mill it out, different jets, make it flow better. They would flow the heads, bigger jugs. This is about, you know, um, shovels, which was before my time. I come into the uh, Evo and into the twin cam era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why I like when I say performance bag or me, it's, it performs in the yes. cockpit because you know like you said shops have been building shovel heads evos they've been building those motors forever mm-hmm. making them perform making them loud fast you know so but but this new era of the performance bagger i think is more of you know the parts that go on it yeah so but, and, and it's streetable like yeah uh, i talk about my guys that here at cnc thunder here in my hometown they have been building performance motorcycles for, they're coming up on their 25th year. Yep. Next year will be their 25th year in business. Awesome. And I can't tell you how many, and you can walk in the shop and look at all the pictures of all the drag bikes they've built. Uh, and then all the street bikes over 25 years. And to me, that's all performance. I mean, in the basement of that shop, if you could go in there and look at all the flow benches they have and all of the setups that they can do with a, um, Evo shovel head twin cam, uh, and now they're into the M8s and they're about to throw down a huge uh SNS uh M8 that they're right in the process of. But I'm gonna have those guys uh on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks to talk about that build. Oh, that's um, the, all right, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, but you know, to you know, that's the performance on my side and then you know now coming into what we see and again i have to go back to instagram 
and social media that, you know, we see the pictures and, you know, it's a suspension and a motor and, and all that, that makes it quotation marks performance bagger. But again, if you like it, I like it. I like them all. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's so I've changed suspension on probably, you know, almost every bike that I've kept to ride any distance. You have to, the stock suspension is junk and I want it to perform and make it rideable and to ride to my riding style. Yeah, I agree. I can remember when I first figured out that suspension was huge is back in my motocross days when I had my suspension done. It was night and day difference. I couldn't believe the difference it made on the dirt. And then, oh, yeah. you know, I transfer, transform that over to the uh, the street, transfer over to the street, and it's the same thing. It, it just gives you a better ride and, and makes, it, makes it perform. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it makes you enjoy the motorcycle and the riding part of it more. Yeah. And the suspension has really come from dirt. Oh, for sure. Definitely. The like, trophy trucks and, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but I mean the, the suspension. I'm sorry, I keep talking over you. I, I had it in my mind. Olin suspension. I mean, there's much on dirt than they are street. Oh, same with Legends. Legends got huge into the side by sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I mean, I hey, I, I like them. I, I like the T bar setup, and I know I've told you this, and I have some pictures, and I'll find them. I had in 1999, or well, 2000. So it was a 2000 model. FXDX I had T bars on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and what was funny about that, I gotta tell you this story. They only they were Carlini pullback T bars. Because that's the only thing you could get. Yeah, you could And I know it. I saw a picture in Easy Rider or in the wind or something, and you could you had to get chrome. So I had to I was like, well, God, I guess you have to have them painted. Because they didn't have powder coat back then. Or they had it, but everything was chrome. Yep. And I took them down to the race car shop. And he powder coated them black. And then when I brought them back, they were semi-gloss. So I had to take them back and he had to do them gloss black. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept them on there for a while. But so could, could I say that I had a performance Dyna and was a Dyna bro before performance Dyna and Dyna bros? Yeah, we'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, circa 1999-2000. And I'm going to put some pictures up on... Uh, on Instagram of, of that bike all and all those parts. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding about being a trigger word. Call it whatever you want to. I don't care. Yeah. It's a motorcycle to me. Yeah, I love I, I love that the performance baggers are coming in, and I love that. I've always loved that style. So I just hope it doesn't get so crazy where you see, like, all every bike with these T-bars. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, it's got to have a certain style to me. And yeah, and and they're getting huge bills now with these crazy paint jobs, and I love that too. That looks awesome. Oh yeah, and the, I mean the swing arms. Like I told you, what I texted you the other night about a budget, you know, on a motorcycle just for parts. I mean, that number I sent you, that can be one part. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily. I mean, I I, I couldn't. Ne- I don't have that kind of money, and I I think they're awesome. I mean, you know, six thousand dollar. I think they're more than that those handmade and i say i like that stuff made in america someone designed and made this swing arm to perform yeah yeah i i would love to have one but is 
you know, my riding style, I don't ride wheelies and I don't do 150 miles an hour in the corner. Um, it just, that ain't me, but I do, I do like the T bar setup. It's comfortable. It handles better. Um, you know, I like a, a bigger wheel, not big wheel, but bigger wheels, bigger than a 16, you know, 17. I, I like the, the 1918 that's what i always like to run yeah they, uh, you you like the 21 and the 21 looks really good on that on, on your bike I yeah the, in picture earlier yeah. but yeah i mean performance to me is if the bike is a whole lot better than stock and it's enjoyable to ride i mean there's a lot of definitions but you know hey say what you will i mean i like them i like everything about them they're cool it is a wave that's taken over the motorcycling world sure you know, and the parts that we follow i mean yeah. you go down here to the bmw guys they ain't got a clue i mean bmw they're they're performance oriented because they've had abs and linked abs brakes for 30 years on their bikes yeah and plus we'll go down to daytona this year and we'll still see a bunch of big wheel baggers which is great makes the world go oh, yeah. around. i don't yeah. want everybody to like performance baggers yeah <laughs> No, I mean it's uh it, it's cool, man. The parts and the scene and everything that's coming out, I mean, I think it's awesome. Yep, I, yep. I really do, yep. and I like it. I Anything agree. else you want to add on that? Uh, no, I just want to thank. Uh, so, on Instagram, Club Style underscore MA, so Club Style Massachusetts. Yeah, he um he's the one that wanted to hear kind of our perspective on that. So yeah, I just want to thank him for sending in a comment and. I'm always down to talk about performance baggers because yeah. I know it's such a cliche word. It's almost done performance bagger. It's almost like, Oh, you got a bobber, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a chopper. Yeah. Hey, I no. still like choppers. Yeah, I do too. And I, I still like sportsters. Yep. yep. And I like baggers and I like geezer glides or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So your first, and we, I think we've talked about this. When was your, your first bagger was what bike? That was my uh, 84. Yeah. So the pre-Road King, it was, you know, I think it would have, FLHT, I think it was. It wasn't a tour glide, but it was, it had the hard bags, big microwave oven, dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I just was, I had my first bagger or geezer glide before I was 30. Yeah. yeah. My first road glide was a 05 about brand new. I, I remember when I had my uh, 03 night train, I, I seen a couple of guys, they were probably a little older than me at the time. Yeah. And they had, um, they weren't street glides back then. They were just ultra stripped down. Yeah. Electric glide. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw them and they were cruising around with their chicks on the back. And I was like, yeah, I, I'd like one of those. I, I mean, I always liked them back then. I just never, Never wanted to get one, so. Yeah, because, you know, back in the day, we'll say, when we started, I feel like we're ancient, but we're not. <laughs> you know, the fat boy, the soft tail, chrome, that was kind of the thing. And really, the old guys are the ones on the the touring bikes. Yeah, on the dresses, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, Easy yeah that's what we called them, dressers. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I heard geezer glide, it was – a guy in our hog chapter and they called him geezer. 
<laughs> he was the oldest guy, he's 78 years old now. Yeah. Uh, and he just quit riding. That's um, But, yeah, I mean, that, that was his nickname, old, old Dave uh, the Geezer. <laughs> I think he had it painted on his bike. But, you know, I made, like you did, quite a few trips on the Sportster, uh, you know, to Bike Week. And then I did, you know, my first uh, long trip to Canada on my 2000 uh, FXDX. And I'm like, man, I had no saddlebags. I had two uh, bags on the back, one behind me and then one on my sissy bar, tea bag. And I had stuffed like a jacket or whatever there, and I put a windshield on it. I was like, man. So, And one of the guys in, in the group that went with us, he had a soft tail, and he had bags and saddlebags and all that. And then the other guy had the old dresser. He had everything in his bike, didn't have to tie nothing down. <laughs> like, man, I had no music. You know, there's, I probably had a Walkman back then, but yeah. you weren't going to carry that around. But, yeah, I was thinking, he's got everything. He's got the saddlebags, the tour box, the speakers. He had the headset with the CB hooked up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Back then, if you, you needed to know someone with a saddlebag so you could put all your stuff in, yeah. in that <laughs> a back so you could put all your stuff with them. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, on my Road King right now, I have saddlebags, but I put my CC bar and my little tea bag on the back just to carry a, a few things. Yeah. Uh, just because one bag stays packed in with, you know, whatnot. I mean, I carry, I guess, carry too much crap, but whatever. But yeah, I just, that, that is my take. That is Brian's take um, on the performance backer scene. Yep. Yep. So. All right, so what are we going to talk about next? Let's talk about, like, this. was it this weekend? I think it was the two weekends ago I went for my, my ride. Yes, so yes, Gr- group riding. Here's another trigger word. Yeah. So group, group riding. Ride. Oh, let's all get together and ride with a bunch of people we don't know, a bunch of different riding styles, fast riders, slow riders, weekend riders, beginner riders. So, yeah, give me the rundown on your uh, your group ride. Well, I think it was the biggest group. We had 17 bikes this year. Wow. And that and these are people you know or Yeah, I I well, I know most of them and then, you know, you know, then they, you know, people bring their their friends. So you you, you meet new people, okay. which is great. I love meeting new oh, people. Oh yeah. And uh so we had 17 bikes and it was a good ride cuz I think everybody had experience riding. So it wasn't anybody's first really ride. Yeah. So we had that going for us. But the only thing is, like, you know, when you go on a group ride, on your way yeah. to meet people, you got to gas up because you don't want to be the guy, well, I got to pull over gas. No, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. I'm like, all right. This guy, just keep going. Let him gas up. He'll catch up. <laughs> but yeah, I can't stand that. But this, this group ride, it's not, it, it's not a huge. So we, uh, we have three stops. We you leave here and we stop at a Cumberland Farms. And kind of regroup, and and then we stop at a place to eat. So it's not like we have a bunch of stops. And uh, with seventeen riders, it was fun. It was it was fun. It, you know, we you know we had the couple of the loud bikes riders. You know, the guys that doing some burnouts in the back of the pack, which is always okay. fun, fun to see. And always he, one every one in every crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, no wheelies though. Nobody was doing wheelies. So. Okay. Um. 
but it was fun. I, I I think any more than seventeen bikes, seventeen bikes is a lot. But that that's that's a huge group. Yeah, I think you know me personally. If I'm gonna ride with you and one other guy, perfect. Three people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I experienced that this past weekend. Three bikes, perfect. Yep. Yeah, you all stop into the gas station, shoot the yep. crap for a little bit, and then uh, take off. You don't have to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, it, it doesn't beat riding by yourself is always fun too because you could just take the sharp left. You see something. For me, I see yep. something. Oh, my bike would look good. I got the picture <laughs> over there. <laughs> Instagram gold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the group rides. Um, I, maybe I've asked you this, or I, or I forgive me if I haven't. Have you ever been in Hog through the dealership? I have not. Okay. Actually. Well, I think I was a member when I first bought my brand new bike. I got the membership. Yep. But I never did anything with it. Okay. Back then, I was too cool for that stuff. Oh, yeah. Too cool. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, when I bought my bike, that you got the, the membership. But prior to that, I knew a lot of people in the motorcycle community because I had my Honda. And so there was a little uh, bike shop that I had known about since I was a kid. But, you know, as you get older and, you know, and I kind of found it again. And I remember riding up there and there's a bunch of Harley sitting out and, and a few Hondas, some Triumphs. And went in just looking around and and talking with the guys there. And I went by, you know, over the spring and summer four or five times. And I went and walked in. One guy's like, hey, man, we're about to go on a ride. Do you want to go with us? I'm like, oh, Yeah. Where are we going? All right, we're going to the hog meeting. And I'm like, okay. Seems like I, you know, right now I don't know if I even knew what that was at the time. So I go. <laughs> and this is in, oh, the 97, I think. I'm trying, I tried to make some notes, just go back in my memory. Long story short, I go and I kind of join as an associate member with this guy. And so... I ride and he's like, man, we got to get you on a Harley. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get some more money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm right out of, let's see, I was in high school, I guess. Yeah. Senior about to, you know, graduate. And then I, I guess, let's see. I don't know the timeline. Anyway, I ordered my bike. And I remember telling that guy, I'm like, Hey man, I ordered my bike. He's like, that's awesome. When's it going to get here? And then I had to wait forever. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. They tell me when it gets here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was 97 when I, was it 97? Yes, 97 I ordered my bike. So this would have been, well, so it was probably the, the spring of 97. I ordered it in the late fall, like okay. October of 97, maybe. Yeah, something like that. I was out, I was out of school. I was in college. That's it, it was in college. Yeah, my mind. I'm not that old, but it's a long time ago. And I remember going to, to the meetings, like one or two. And then when I got my bike, I got the membership. And then you get the magazine and you go to the meetings and they talk about, you know, oh, okay, this Saturday we're meeting, you know, at the Harley shop and we're going here, there, or whatnot. And I remember showing up and they're like, oh, you're the new guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the new guy. And they're like, we're going to put you up front. And, you know, we'll go over the hand signals. And they would do that in the meetings with the safety officer, because there's officers in the hog deal. 
And so that's where I learned to ride in a group is with the hog chapter. And I'm still in the hog chapter and we still ride and we ride a lot. Oh, yeah, Talking they... about a group ride, we took 15 motorcycles to Sturgis two years ago and yeah. kept the group together all four days out there and three days back. Yeah, that's hard to do. Very hard to do. But, I mean, you got to have a good leader and you got to, you know, just say, hey, these are the rules. Stay within the rules. And if not, then go form your own group. <laughs> yeah. At 15, right. You got to have a good leader and you got to have everybody keep up. You can't have yeah. falling behind. Yeah. That, that drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, we had one guy. He was an older guy. He was, oh, gosh, he was over. He was over 70. And he's like, hey, my bike's not as fast as everybody's. And I know where we're going. I've got the map. Uh, he had ridden out there probably 30 times. And he's like, I know the stop. And he's like, I'll be a few minutes behind you. And I kid you not, we will pull up by half of us will be gassed. And here he's pulling up. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> and we would all line up and go. And he, we did that for four straight days. Nice. Um, and, you know, again, in a group ride, you know, you got to pay attention. Um, to me, it's a little nerve wracking when you have a bigger group because you're more me. No, it's not with everybody. When you're riding in a group and you don't know everybody, like the group I ride with, I know everybody. I know their riding style. I know the hand signals. You know, I, I generally know where we're going and I know the roads, so to speak. You know, for traveling cross country, I don't, but, you know, for day rides and stuff. Um, so you just have to, you know, get in the mindset. And like toy runs and parades and stuff like that, I don't do those. No, no, I I did one toy run and I it was a disaster. Yeah, was, I don't. Can't even hit your own bike running. People are revving and like, yeah, I'm pat, yeah. I just I've I've never liked them. No. Back in the day, I did them, you know, because our group. Oh, we're gonna go do this run and that run and and it just yeah, I, I don't do those. I support them with you know, what I can showing up, you know, at the end of the ride or the beginning. Yeah. That's but, what I used to do. Hey, yeah, I don't participate. A, yeah. There's a group ride going on. I'd, I'd show up at the Harley deal. I know they're all taking off. I just walk around, check out their bikes and they'd all take off and I'd go the, the opposite way. The opposite way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way, but the, the, I'm still a member of two chapters, uh, with hog, uh, two local dealerships to me. And, they still ride all the time. I mean, yeah, they're, they're committed. And that's, that's a lot of the people that I ride with and, and been riding with for since, since the nineties, uh, since 1999, actually. Um, you know, a lot of them have aged out, uh, and they're not riding anymore, but you know, I, I think hog gets a bad rap because, you know, a young guy shows up and everybody in there is his parents or his grandparents age. And yes, but, <laughs> You got to think back in the day when Hog started, you know, only the people with discretionary income bought Harleys for fun. Earlier than that, people had them as transportation. And then it moved into a, you know, a, a sport and a leisure, you know. So that that's why I always defend Hog, and I really don't have to defend them. I mean, who cares? But. You know, the chapters that I've been affiliated with ride a lot. And they taught me a lot about group riding um, and how to be safe 
hand signals, you know, knee riders up front, you know, just, you know, riding the staggered formation. But yes, me personally, three, well, I'll see, we had four bikes, excuse me, we had four bikes this past Saturday. Perfect. Yeah, I agree. Three bikes. It was, and one guy I had never met. Um, and, you know, I was just talking and he's like, yeah, I've owned this bike eight years, been, been riding longer than that. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, unless he just rides once a year, then, then we'll be fine. And yeah, we did a bunch of mountain roads and some, um, some pretty cool curves and went up into North Carolina and all that and just had a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Now, were you wearing your Indy, Indy Ridge boots? Yes, I was. Good, good. And those things are pretty good. Um, Very I've, I've had them, like I said, they survived a hurricane. Uh, when I went a couple weeks ago, uh, I've got, and I try to keep up with the miles that I have on them <laughs> just for, um, I think I've got like 700 miles on them so far, or 800 miles. Wow. I think, yeah. With all the trips, you know, like I said, this is the past two days are, which I rode a, just a few miles yesterday, but yeah, the past, let's see, what's the day? Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday. I have not, I hadn't rode to work or hadn't rode anywhere other than just a few miles yesterday evening. It's the first two days I have not ridden in probably a month. Yeah, because I ride everywhere to work, grocery store, wherever I need to go. But yes, the Indy Ridge boots that we partnered up with are fantastic. Yeah, I've been Made for motorcycling. They are, I mean, I, I try to use the best words I can think of. They're designed for motorcycling. So ankle protection, foot protection, the 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 toe, everything about them is designed for motorcycling you could probably hike in them and you could probably drive your truck or your car yeah you're a mustang yeah but they are for motorcycling and they fit me great i've got them good and broke in i love them and they keep my because i've been out and it's been we've had some 50 degree evenings um and they're great how about you yeah no i've now that mine have become a little bit more broken in and they, uh, they're definitely getting more comfortable every time I wear them. And I had them on for the my fall ride, and it got a little chilly, and my feet kept, stayed nice and warm. And uh, was it? I think it was the day after I got stuck in the rain on my bike coming home. So I had put my rain pants on, and I had my boots on, and my, boot, my feet kept, stayed nice and dry. By the time I got home, they were nice and dry. And, um, yeah, it was, like I said, I, I, I think the rain – Helped it, helped them um, break in a little bit more and weather them yeah. a little bit. And yeah, they're looking awesome now. Yeah, because uh, the last thing you want to have on a motorcycle ride is wet feet. Oh, wet feet, wet hands, nothing worse. Yeah. yeah, I could put up with a lot of other things, but yeah, when my feet get wet and my hands are just, are just cold, plain cold, it's yeah, it's mis- miserable. The fun factor just goes to, to zero. So, in talking about that, when is the cutoff? So fall, where you live and where I live, because I'm right here at the foothills of the mountains, this is some of the best riding weather there is. Same here. When's the cutoff? When is it, yeah, too cold? Now you you have snow. Nobody's going out in that. 
<laughs> Maybe there is a crazy guy that's going to do it. No yeah. change on the Harley. Maybe. When's the cutoff? What <laughs> what temperature? What I mean, you can only put on so much gear to where you can't move. Well, you you said it best. Like it, the fun factor for me, it just goes down the hill. So if it's below fifty, I mean that's uh, I know I sound like a wuss, but. 50 degrees and below yeah. it's just it's just no fun for me like i ride my bike to have fun and enjoy it yeah. I, don't, I don't ride to you know be miserable yes you know it's not like i'm riding back and forth to work on it and yeah so below 50 degrees it's just yeah, it's just no fun so anything above 50 degrees and sunny yeah i'm out yeah. having fun yes yeah 50 degrees and cloudy no <laughs> exactly yeah the sun has to be out yes <laughs> if it's sunny that makes a huge difference I've got a heated suit. I think I've worn it maybe once or twice in the past two or three years. Uh, yeah. It's kind of bulky, but and it's really not all that fun. Um, I think I wear a heated suit. It's not fun. Yeah. But I do have uh, these ski pants. And one of my Amazon finds one day, they're lined ski pants, and I uh, pull them. Yeah, they're just pullovers. And I got zip halfway zippers up the side. That and uh, I have the Harley Davidson FXRG uh, textile jacket with the has two inner liners in it. Oh, yep, I've seen those with the kidney belt. Yep, yep. Uh, one of my Facebook finds, brand new, still have the tags in the pocket. The guy paid those things are like $600. I know they're crazy. Oh, ridiculous. And it popped up one day, of course. I was looking at Marketplace. And I'm like, hey, that's not far. I sent the guy a message. He's like, yeah, I meet you today. And I pulled <laughs> up, and he had it on the hanger from the dealership. And he's like, yeah, sold the bike. I never wore this thing. And I put it on, and he's like, oh, here's the liner to it. I'm like, oh, wow, you have the liner. And I stuck my hand in the pocket and pulled out was the receipt and the uh, tag and all that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, so I think I gave him like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. And uh, yeah, that's, I just broke it out. And actually, I hadn't even put the inner liner in it. And it zips front and back, and it's got zippers everywhere. And it's, um, yeah, it was actually almost had me too warm this past weekend. But yeah, that 50 degrees, yeah, I love it. I mean, a perfect day is 60 and sunny. Yep. Yep. So <clears throat> below 50 degrees, I'm in the garage working on the bike, doing little small jobs. To me, that's just as fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And my garage is heated and cold. Um, and I've got my um, Bluetooth speaker out there where I listen to a bunch of podcasts or music or whatever. But yes. Yeah. There, there'll be a lot of days we'll sit in the garage and just play around. But oh, yeah. while you're sitting in the garage, what part do you always need when you get a new bike? What's the, you know, I know you can think of a lot of different things, but what's the, I got to have it. It's, I'm not doing anything, riding it, doing anything until this particular thing is purchased. I think it's, I think it's handlebars for me because I can deal okay. with the I can deal with a puffy seat and a big seat. Okay. But, but if the handlebars got me in the wheelbarrow position, <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I can't do anything with it. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. I get that. that. That goes back to the performance thing. It's just like, I think with 
I just got to have the, the handlebars where they're at. And that, that makes any bike more fun for me. Definitely. Yeah. I can, I can deal with the stock wheels and everything else, but handlebars is for me. Yeah. But, I can too. And by, I do like stock wheels. There's yeah. a lot. Harley's come out with some cool looking stock wheels. Definitely the CVO wheels, but yeah. What's that? What's the one part you just got to bike? What's the one part that you got to, you have to put on? I mean, I have bought this before I even bought the bike, a seat. Oh, so it's got to be a seat for you. It's got to be a seat because I, I'm short. I don't have long arms. So stock seats sit you down and back and you feel like you're reaching for everything. So I have to have a seat. Yeah. Okay. Is, I mean, and what's funny is I have about five or six upstairs in my private collection of Harley parts for, and, and I kind of look at them. I'm like, okay, if I get this particular bike, that's the seat for it. And then I even have some older stock seats for the older frames that I've kept and haven't sold. Because I even had a, a old, old riding buddy of mine send me a text the other day. Said, "You got any seats?" And I'm like, "I do, but none I want to sell." <laughs> <laughs> so that for me, it, it's it's a seat. That is the. I mean, it, what's funny is I, I've like I said, I think I've got six or eight seats upstairs, and. <laughs> I was looking for a part the other night and I just stood there and looked at him. I said, okay, I've got a bike in mind that I want. There's a seat for it. Yep. <laughs> and then I looked over and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I mean, I have Dyna seats, Sportsters, Touring. Uh, I have an older Touring seat. It's almost brand new. Uh, Mustang. And I got a Corbin. I've uh, got a CVO seat. Um, there's a bunch of them up there. Um, but yeah, for me, it's gotta be the seat. I can deal with the wheelbarrow handlebars because <laughs> if I get a good seating position, I, I can deal with that for a while. But yeah, that, that's usually the second thing, but yeah, seat and I, you know, windshield, yeah, you know, windshield. For, for a lot of things. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, though, that's, that's the part for me. I mean, golly, I mean, you, it's awful, but it's fun too. Awful and fun at the same time. When you buy a bike, all, I know what you do. I do the same. You look at it like, what all am I going to have to change on it to make it me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I have that special ability. So I go to look at a bike. I can, I can visualize it what I want it to look like. So I'm in my head, if that picture in my head looks, looks good, I'm going to buy the bike. But that picture in my head is like, eh, it doesn't look right. Eh, yeah. The next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I look at it color. I'm like, you know, I'd change this and change that. I mean, like I said, we both like to walk through the parking lot, you know, and look at bikes and, you know, I spot one. I'm like, oh man, that's a cool part. But if I had it, I would do this and this. Yeah, compliment that. Oh, for sure. Oh, I I think uh, this year in Daytona, you need to come to my uh, my hotel where I'm. Oh staying. yeah, and we'll walk through the yes. The, the parking garage. The parking yeah. garage. It's the best. It's the best show there. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a pretty pricey hotel, so there's a lot of cool bikes. There's a lot of people stay there, and um, yeah, it's it's just fun. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, 
definitely on my list of things to do. Another thing, and I was going to ask you this. What about a tour box? Do you ever think you'd run a tour box? Uh, no, not, I mean, geez, I mean, I'm just getting into the, the touring bikes with the saddlebags. I mean, I could fit more than, more than enough stuff in there. So I don't need a tour box. Okay. So just but, a sissy bar with a tea bag. Yeah. Not even a sissy bar. Just, I'm, I'm going to get like, um, a handlebar bag for the bike after I move the radio and stuff and the gauges. Yes. Talk about that. Yeah. So, oh, I can't wait. You know, I get my mind machinist bracket, moving the gauges up getting rid of that old radio and then i'm going to get rid of all the plastic around so i can expose my triple tree and i'm going to run the wires for some reason on the the 07 they didn't come internally in the in the handlebars yeah i know <laughs> so i'm going to run them i'm going to drill out the um the bars on the bottom put a big slot and i'm going to run those internally i think it'll look cleaner it'll show oh, it didn't come with slotted no not the bars i bought oh okay okay yeah, I guess you, yeah. Yeah, slotted for the handlebar control. But not, okay. not at the bottom, so they can come out the bottom and in, in the middle of the... the okay. in, in, in between the the, uh, the risers. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah, so, so that'll clean up, and that'll show off my thrashing supply risers, I think, even more, because that plastic kind of hides them, and I, I want to show that off, you know, because I like the raw stunt bag mm-hmm. anyway, so get rid of all that plastic and then um yeah where were we going with that now i can't remember oh the the my machinist gauge relocation oh yeah the gauge relocation yeah i can't wait that that, that, that that's my winter project right there okay is it back ordered i don't think it's back ordered but he, you know he's a one-man shop so he yeah. takes a while and i got the one it's gonna be black anodized so he probably has to send that out and get it back so okay yeah and that'll fit right in <laughs> I'm sure I know I watched a video on that. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Cruzy Originals. They did. That's a video. Right. Yeah. I, yep. I did watch that video. And and Bob, he when he bought his bike, it already had it, didn't it? Yep. Yep. He, yep. he bought it and it had that already. So he lucked out. Yeah. That, oh, that is a cool piece. It just, it cleans that up because the, on those older model road glides, that, I don't know. It's just like a big shell there, and it—I don't know. It's just once you see it taken off and it cleaned up, I just like it so much better. I agree. Yeah, because I mean, I can still see my gauges pretty good, mm-hmm. but once I move them up and, and get rid of that uh, the radio, because you know, nowadays you don't need a radio. I'm just going to put the Bluetooth modular in there, and I'll, you know, put some speakers, my amp, and the Bluetooth, and we're good to go. Run it right off my phone. So nobody. Okay. Will... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can just put a module in there in the fairing and keep the speakers. Yeah, it's like a JL audio little Bluetooth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You can put that in there. Actually, on Bob's bike, he's got the JL audio, and you can actually turn the volume up and switch the tracks. And that and that. So I'm going to take my air temperature. Gauge. That's right. Yeah, the little gauge. Yep. Okay, yeah. I remember that. Yep. T- taking that out, put that in there. So I have because I I don't like having my phone on the handlebars. I mean, yeah. I, I do, but I don't like the way it looks. So yeah. if I can just keep the phone in my saddlebag and have my bars clean and then have my music for the back roads, be good yeah. to go. I was thinking the, about that. Actually, I've past couple weeks riding, I've known where I was going. So I literally just, 
hit Bluetooth on my Lexan headset and through my phone in the saddlebag. Yeah. It, and I'm like, somebody calls, they can wait because I'm riding my motorcycle. <laughs> and then they did. Then they called and I'm like, yeah, should I hit the button? I was like, no, nah, I'm not answering that. I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. Yeah, riding the motorcycle. Decline. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I got, yeah, I got that little winter project going and. You know, the other night I was messing, I put a new taillight on. Yeah. A low profile LED taillight. So, and then I put it on and, you know, just checking it out, looking at it. And I noticed that my brake light was was sticking. The front brake level was, was, was not, not, um, sprung out enough to make the brake light shut off. So yeah, I'll be rebuilding that master cylinder. Okay. Yeah. So where'd you order that at? The rebuild kit? Yeah. Just on eBay. It was just, I mean, from parts giant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a little, the piston and twenty dollar part. Yeah. But it, it'll be good, like you said. I got a the, the fluid didn't look good in there. It yeah. looked pretty pretty black. So you gonna order that the the pump from? You can get one on Amazon, and I, you can get a hand pump, and you can get one that you put a few batteries in it. Oh, the bleeder for the bleeder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just like I told you that text I sent you the other night, I remember changing one out when we were at Dwayne's shop. And we just kept running, you know, the cheap stuff through there until it, man, it cleaned it. Like yeah. It was a used bike that I bought and I had sitting up blues. And I just was not going to pay the, you know, four or five, whatever hour labor to do that. No, you can definitely sit there with your buddy. I got a trick where you take like a, you, know, you take a Windex bottle, you pull out the, the pump thingy, the little trigger. Yeah. Right. And you put that. You put a, like a gas line, like a little thicker gas line, and you put that onto the pump, and you put that onto the bleeder, and then you pump it like you're spraying the Windex. Okay. So you pump that, and it pumps out all the air. It pulls out all the air out of it. You just keep pumping and pumping, and it pulls out. It works pretty good. Okay. I, so, I do remember on that 06, the yellow road glide I bought, that the uh, cover is one piece. So the metal cover and the gasket underneath, you just can't get the gasket. You have to buy the whole piece. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cover. Yep. Yep. Bob ran into that problem, too, because you can't just buy the gasket. Yeah. It has all one piece. It's like 65, 75 bucks. Yep. Yep. And what was funny, and the chrome one was cheaper than the stock one. Or maybe it was the chrome was in stock and the black one wasn't. Okay. One of that. I was like, really? Okay. Just give me the chrome one. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that's those are fun projects. Yeah, but so you're going to re- that's uh so you're going to do the front and rear at the same time? Um no, the rear is working pretty good, so I'm going to clean out the front, do the whole front brake system, new fluid, new master cylinder rebuild and should so be the good. Re- so the fluid in the rear look good? It looks better than the front. Okay. <laughs> I think the front it's you know, it's black and I think it's the the, the um the gaskets breaking down yeah and starting to clog things up so yep i'm looking forward so yeah i i kind of i have a bunch of parts stacked up in my shelf i, I kind of don't want to start anything right now because it's still riding season so yeah, i mean yeah it's not to where it's not you know rideable yeah yeah I, so i want to give myself something to do for the winter give my you know come out here a couple nights and work on it listen to podcasts yeah definitely yeah little winter projects exactly that's yeah i'm hoping to get a winter project so yeah let's talk about that 
So you saw where I posted the Road Kings for sale. The Road King is up for sale. So yeah, if you uh you or anybody you know wants a nice, clean rock and gold road king, get in touch with Brian at the Upshift Podcast on Instagram and he'll give you all the details. Cause uh that is a clean bike and he's a you know, everything he does to the bike is perfection. He's a perfectionist. Yes, yes. So there's nothing no Mickey Mouse jobs on this bike. Everything is legit. Yeah, it's man, it's a jam up motorcycle and I love it. But you know, to move on to something else, I just I can't keep it because it would sit in the corner and I would never ride it because I would ride the next thing I'm gonna buy. And then I have the soft tail and I'm like, you know what? I mean it's a great bike. It's fourteen thousand miles. It is ready to go to its new home. I mean, it's got the best of the best. I just bought a brand new Clockworks uh, uh, flare windshield for it yep. and put it on last week, and which is awesome. I wish I'd have done that a long time ago. I just I had that CVO uh, stock windshield, and I thought it was great until I, I was going to buy it at Sturgis, but you had to have your stock uh, frame. And I'm like, well, great. So I was like, well, I get it when I get home. And then I got home and just been riding and the weather's been great. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need this for the cooler weather. And so I bought it, put it on it, shipped and sitting at my door in like two days. Because they have an Amazon store. Do you know that? Oh, they do. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. Yeah. And stuff just boom. Yeah, they're quick. Very quick. And uh, so, yeah. So uh, 2015 Road King uh, has the uh, rock and gold. Pearl, uh, 103, high output, no motor works done, so it's all stock. I've uh, done the SNS uh, two into one Sidewinder with the tune, uh, Arlen S uh, high flow uh, breather. Big sucker. Uh, yeah, big sucker. Uh, the, the bars, internal wiring, um, the uh, 19, uh, 18 uh, CVO wheels, floating rotors. Uh, the wheels have got 4,000 miles on them uh, and tires. Uh, let's see. I've actually got brake pads for them, uh, which they don't need it. I just I had a set, so that goes with it. Uh, and a stock seat, if you want me to throw that in. But, what, yeah, I mean, it's it's a jam-up motorcycle. What tuner do you have on that? Uh, whatever SNS did. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's their tune. Um, I've got it on a card, uh, a hard card, uh, when I was out there in Sturgis. So it has, I mean, it's just their basic tune for the 103 with a sidewinder. Boom, that's, you know, this their can tune. And it's fine. It Man, it's, it, it's a whole lot different ride. It's got, it's a little peppy. It sounds great. It rides good. Um, I do have a Corbin seat on there right now, two up. Uh, I'll leave that on there. So, yeah. Hit me up, anybody that uh, needs a nice, uh, clean uh, 15 Road King. It's ready to go. I mean, literally, all you got to do is get on it and ride after you paint it. That's it? Yep. Right. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at some – I mean, I've somewhat made – I've made the deal. I just haven't completed it on a uh, 
on another bike and I'm not going to talk, a, tell anybody about that until I, you know, until it's mine. And I'd hate to say, yeah, I just bought this and I really haven't bought it. <laughs> so, but it's, um, it's going to be in the touring family. Um, it's going to be a Harley. Um, it's going to, um, have Chrome. Um, and it's going to have, uh, a lot of goodies on it. Right. Well, we'll save the reveal for a later podcast because yeah, 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 I'm excited. Yeah, um, it'll it's it's going to be fun. It will be my ride to Daytona um, for now. Yeah, so we can Daytona can be the big reveal because yeah, that's well, I mean, I hope to get it and get it all and get some shakedown miles and yeah, I'm I'm wanting to do a couple things that I haven't done in a long time to a motorcycle. Yeah. So that that's a teaser for anybody that knows me. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the 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 front on on the Rogue King. But getting on to other news, is there have you seen anything any Harley news that's worth mentioning? Mm, no, not really. Just uh, El Diablo, but that's old news. They're not making the Sportster anymore. But I mean, I, I've heard a few things that there's a couple of models that they're gonna cut from the lineup like i heard uh a soft tail on oh, road glide standard no i mean the, um not the road glide. So, soft tail standard yeah. soft tail standard i heard they're going to cut that from the, the list but who knows what they're really going to do you never know i don't know i mean are they i have heard some little bitty rumors of uh some a different pan america like a 975 cc uh-huh. america okay. um I mean, rumors of monoshock overhead cam water-cooled touring bikes, which I think that's coming in 24 or 25. Who knows? Again, just like you said, who knows? I mean, I like what what they got now. Yeah, me too. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, um, I was looking at the Diablo on uh, Bri the Biker. He's posting a, a reel on Instagram, and I was like, man, that is a sick bike that thing is just unbelievable yeah that is i mean i i i would really want a lowrider st and then just paint it because i don't want black i don't uh, gunship grays doesn't really do it for me but it doesn't for me either paint it up a cool color i'm sure there's going to be some lowrider sts with some cool paint jobs coming out soon and yes i will you know (laughs) uh, a a two-tone with some blue some silver and chrome Yep, I oh, yeah. can't go wrong with those colors. I mean, and golly, I was looking at your profile picture that you put up of the road glide, and with that pipe, the profile side where the pipe coming out, and that the sun just hitting it, the like you were talking about, the stripe and that windshield are almost made for each other. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's <laughs> just and. And a lot of people look at that and be like, oh, that's an old bike. But, I mean, think about the, you know, and I don't know everything that goes into the design. I mean, the new road glides were, yeah, they dropped it for a year and redesigned everything. And, you know, with the Rushmore coming out with the bags, how they open. But, man, that bike, the chrome on it, the pipe, the wheels, it just, it's awesome. That is one killer motorcycle. I, I'm lo- I'm loving it. I'm loving the road glide, and you know, I, I rode the FXR to that spot with the trees yeah. and the mountains in the background, and I'm like, the FXR pictures came out so cool. I'm like, I'm taking the road glide there. So. Yeah, 
took the road glide there, took some pictures in the same spot. And okay, so that's out close to your house. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's okay. A nice little cruise. That's the thing with me. Like every time I go for a ride, I like to have a destination. Okay. You know, because ah, I get driving around kind of gets boring to me. But if I have a destination, I'll go yeah. there. It does make it more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah have some chicken fingers, ride home. It, it yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I saw where Bentley's is. I guess closed for the season. Maybe this weekend. Oh, is it really closing up? I didn't think they closed. Yeah. It's like we'll see you next season. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe no more, but may, no, maybe mo, no more car shows or bike, or bike shows events, maybe that, but may, maybe they do close down. I'm I'm not even sure, to be honest. Okay. Well, you need to ride out there. Yeah. I, Check that out for me. All right. I can do that. You know, maybe this winter we will do either you come here or I come there, which, man, I don't think I got No, you don't want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it may be a winter where you don't get any snow. It's just cold. Yeah, that's still no fun. But no, um, the voice of reason and I were talking about this. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> we're gonna load up the FXRs and come down your way and do some riding. Okay. So we better hurry because the leaves are changing here. Now I've been there's a oh before I forget, I'm not changing the subject, but if you I'm still on Facebook because there's a lot of people that I follow and older people that I keep in contact with. But you definitely need to go to this. I'm going back to it. Okay. It is a page called Add to Bucket List. And it's just pictures. And they have been posting pictures all day of upstate New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And some of the best roads. And star this, but I'm going to ride this road on the way to Laconia uh, for next year, but uh, Hawk's Nest Highway in New York. Okay, I'll put that down. That is, yeah, I'm definitely, and you know what? I'm just about positive we, I know we did. We did this when I went 18 years ago. Oh, when you came out? Yeah, because yeah. my buddy just went to the Poconos last weekend. And he okay. said, he said, um, I think he said Route 6 was an unbelievable road just in his vehicle. You know, he wasn't on the bike or anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, we there's some roads here. I mean, there's some literally I can pull out of my driveway two turns and I'm on a road and you think you are in the middle of nowhere and it's just covered. Yeah, I need to get out and get some pictures before the – because see here we'll get these horrible rainstorms because we get thunderstorms in the winter. Yep. And it'll knock all the leaves off. And then you can't ride until they get blown off the road. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, so it's, you know, again, it's it's peak season, but I digress. So let's, let's go back. I just, I, I had made a note of that. So add to bucket list is a Facebook page and it has some of the coolest pictures and they'll give a description of where it is. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, and a lot of them are some cool looking roads. All right. Yeah, but back to me and uh, the Voice of Reason coming down. Yeah, Voice of Reason, yes. Yeah, I mean, we got we got the best foliage up here, so we're not going down there for the foliage. No, no. So we're going to come down there when we're sick of the cold and we need to ride. Yeah, so so we'll, you'll probably have to come here, and then we'll probably have to ride about – we need to get to the coast. If we get to uh, 
lower part of the state, which is only 250 miles from here, and down into Georgia and then Florida. We're good. Have, yeah, I mean, and you can go all the way down. Uh, the Gulf side's always nice. Um, yeah. Especially in the fall. Yeah, I have I have been there in November, the week of Thanksgiving one year, and it was 80 degrees. <laughs> I did not have my motorcycle, and I'm like, what a waste. Right. I mean, it was, I was like mad that, because it was that year. It just happened to be freezing cold. Uh, but they, there's been a lot of Thanksgivings. Uh, just a picture popped up uh, the other day. I was looking for one of the bikes. I was showing a friend of mine this paint, and I'm like, oh, here's a picture. And he's like, when was that? And I am trying to think. I was like, that was Thanksgiving Day. We were out riding, and we had on flannels. Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll get the occasional... 70 degree day like up until mid-december we it's possible but yeah. anything, anything after that we're just you know we're doomed <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so sorry but yes we we will plan that we'll do it uh we should do like the upshift podcast winter freeze out ride <laughs> yeah well we gotta start planning our upshift ride for daytona 2023 i know we keep talking about daytona it's, it's... yeah but that's what keeps us going i mean we know that as big as Daytona was last March, that that or this past March, not last March. Yeah, it's going to be even bigger this coming year. Yeah, and plus, and you're going to have a motorcycle there this year, and you're going to be able to ride. So we're going to. But yeah, I know. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Don't remind me. But no. talking about Daytona, I didn't go to Biketoberfest, but I watched it online, so to speak, Instagram, Facebook. And it looked like a pretty big, huge crowd. Yeah, I, I saw some videos of, you know, Main Street, but that's always going to be crowded. But I yeah. mean, it was crowded Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a huge boost for Daytona. I'm glad, I'm glad people still went out and didn't stay home. Yep. And on other news of Daytona, did you hear about uh, Bruce Ross and my Harley Davidson being sold? Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I saw that one coming, but I, I thought the daughter was she was. You know, she was doing a great job. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it is it's the mecca of all Harley dealerships. You know, I, I say that in Black Hills. And here, here's another news note for you. Black Hills Harley Davidson is being sold to. Really? Not, not to the same person, right? No, it's not uh the- no. They're going to uh, be bought by a, a conglomerate of, of a c- company that owns multiple uh, car dealerships and motorcycle uh- dealerships. Yeah. So, do you know the details on Ross Myers? Who bought that? Uh, you can Google it. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Um, if you uh, do that, if you go to Bob and Tam's Excellent Adventure on YouTube, they do a little video about it. Okay, yeah, I've watched their videos before. They're pretty good. Yep, they're pretty good. Yeah, some pretty cool guys. Yeah, uh, I, honest, I've seen them at every rally this year, and we run into each other and and talk and. Uh, we usually exchange stickers because they got a new sticker. And talking about stickers, and what do we got? Yeah, we got a new sticker coming out. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up doing a new logo. We were going to release it for 23, but I went ahead, or me and Brian collectively, see, um, I had somebody redesign it, and I love it. Yeah, it came out great. So, yeah, we're definitely going to have... We got rid of the... Because uh, a friend of mine said, I like your logo, he said, but it looks like a Honda. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks a lot. 
yeah. So I thought it was like a soft tail. And remind you, we got to change it on the Apple Podcast too, because I can. I'm looking at it right now, and it's still the old pod, the old logo. So I know I changed it on Anchor. Okay. And I thought it would revert to there. So I wish I was not so technically challenged to do stuff. Um, but yeah, we we will get that changed. But we released it out there on the. Um, Instagram, but so we've got those uh, new stickers waiting on that to come back with you know the price of how many. Um, and then we're going to do some t shirts and we may do some hats. Um, just again, we've talked about this before. We're not here to make money on this, we're we do this for fun. I mean, we would talk to the wall about motorcycles, that would just get boring. So, me and Brian, you know planets align we met each other and it's a great friendship and now we talk to each other about motorcycles and we record it and put it out for you yeah it's a great thing it is a great thing but so so daytona yeah we're gonna have new stickers in daytona to, to give out and hopefully we're gonna be able to set up some sort of ride for the upshift podcast ride yep i mean do even you think if you could talk the voice of reason to come to daytona this year you know what for the past five years at this time the voice of reason is 100%. I'm going to Daytona. Yep. And then every month it goes down to 80% and then 70%. And then <laughs> three weeks before we're going, we're down to about 20% and then can't make it. Can't make it. Yeah. But hey, I think, well, I talked to him today actually. And he said he's in. He's, in. he's ready. Okay. So he's 100%. Yeah. 100% in right now. Okay. So I'm counting on you, buddy. All right. So, yep. So we got him and we got, you know, my other buddies that are going. So, but we got to set up a ride. Okay. Even we, if it's a little ride, just a, from the Waffle House, just a little <laughs> ride. <laughs> yeah. We're, it, will, it will include food. Yeah. There's, there's not much riding in Daytona. Oh, but, I know where we can go. Oh, I've got it. Yeah. All right. You, I remember you said, all right. So save, yep. save that, save that for a later date and we'll. Yes, I know yeah. exactly where we're going and it's a cool place. All right. That sounds good. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I'm hoping they're going to have the same amount of shows they did last year, which Hardcore Cycles will have the performance show, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Space Coast Speedworks will have a performance show, which is great because it's like an hour and 20 minute ride. Yeah, so it gives you something to do. Yeah, yeah, so it's a it's a fun ride. And um, what else? There's, you know, Tropical Willie's Tattoo Show. And Man, that was a huge one last, week before last. I was looking at the pictures and stuff from it. You know, Seems like they have something throughout. Maybe once or twice a month, they have some kind of meetup. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty happening spot there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's their weather's a you know year round pretty good, and that's they have a huge motorcycling community. Locals. Oh. There. Yeah, because uh, I know, uh, like the Main Street Station, they do a bike night every week, and it's always yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that there. You know, online. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about Daytona. I'm excited about you know a new bike. Yep. Excited so, about parts. Exactly. So like in this new bike, what would be in your saddlebag? Let's talk about let's go to that section. Okay. So we'll end up the podcast with what's in your saddlebag. And what's in my saddlebag is always a good set, not really a complete set, but just a few Allen wrenches. You always need one. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah, I, I, Allen wrench. You know, it's like a multi-tool almost. You can use it for a couple of different things. If you gotta fish out something, or mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So yeah, 
There are always a few little Allen wrenches. Um, yeah. It's always in my saddlebag. All right. How about in yours? So in my saddlebag, I've uh, I've had to put together a bunch of um, twelve point sockets because <laughs> on the new bike, I got a bunch of ARPs. Okay. Stain, you know, twelve point stainless steel. Yep. So you know, I got rid of all the Torx little rent uh, screws. So I put on all the ARP. So now. <laughs> And all my, my handlebars, everything's ARP, so I got to bring Those are cool. an assortment of 12-point sockets so I can tighten things as they loosen. <laughs> as, as things loosen up. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so some uh, uh, blue Loctite. Yes, that's a must. And some Allen wrenches and some 12-point sockets. Socket. And uh, I'm, I'm among other things, but it's kind of like that's going to be a every podcast segment. What's in your saddlebag? So any listeners out there that want to tell us what's in your saddlebag, it can be anything. I mean, it can be, you know, extra money for a taco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it can be. It doesn't matter. Just tell yeah. us, hey, what's in your saddlebag? What is a must or you just open it up one day and you're like, crap, I didn't know I had that in my saddlebag, but that's what's yeah. in it. What is something that you think we need in our saddlebag? Yeah. If you see something that you think we should buy and put in our saddlebag, let us know. Yeah. Exactly. Up on Instagram. So I like put that a idea. picture and tag us. Hashtag yeah. the Upshift Podcast. What's in your saddlebag? Yep. I like that. We got to start. I'm going to start checking the Upshift Podcast hashtag. Yeah. I, I did. Um, I try to tag that. Man, I just wish I was so much better on the technology. But we are going to change our platform over to, uh, what is it? I mean, you talked about this a while back. To a, a better platform for recording. Um, just to, and I got to get a new microphone. Brian needs one. Uh, we're still doing it off of iPads and iPhones, which is fine. Just we want to we want to get a better quality, uh, get a better product out for you. I got a quality speaker right in front of me. This uh, I got a blue, nice speaker. That's it's quality. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's. Have you ever priced any of this podcast and microphones and stuff like that? Yeah, when, <laughs> when I bought this this microphone, it was it wasn't cheap. No. Yeah, so that's coming down the pipeline. So we're we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, and if um if any companies want to sponsor our builds, because we got winter yeah. builds going on this year, mm-hmm. Daytona, any company wants to sponsor us and see a sticker on our bikes yeah. as we go to a lot of events this year, yeah. they want to partner up with us, yeah, and say, yeah. hey, yeah. take this product and go use it and show it off, and hey, we're we're all about it. exactly because we got a lot of stuff planned for twenty twenty three. And those bikes are going to be there. Yep. We'll make all of them. Well, well, I guess we'll uh, later on as we go, uh, we'll kind of release throughout the year of where we're going to be and what we're doing. But I mean, I, right now we're definitely Daytona. I mean, that's the, that's the kickoff. That's our favorite rally. Uh, yep. We talk about it all the time and yeah. yeah. Well, and plus we're back on a good schedule. So we're, we're going to release a podcast every other week, every other week. Yep. So every Tuesday night, we're going to try to record. So you got questions or anything, send it to us. Don't don't hesitate. Send us no. a message. Say yes. hi. Yeah. Tell us, you know, what you think about the podcast. You got 
any question, anything you want us to talk about, um, like your buddy reaching out there with uh, club style uh, mass. Yep, club style uh, underscore ma. Yep, and now I um, and like I said, I'm going to um, get the uh, get an interview with Chris over there at CNC Thunder and kind of give you a, a update on he's doing a monster build and then kind of trickle in some kind of things that I'm doing. Brian's putting up a lot of stuff that he's doing. Hey, you need to do make a video of you in the garage. Look, me, light bulb, new light bulb, or a reel. Because <laughs> this is so crazy. Reels get more traction as far as people seeing them. I don't care if you get a million likes or two. Yeah. Than, I, I, a, than a picture. I just did my first reel, like, I think this morning. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I found that audio and I figured out. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna do some more reels of me working in the garage with the road glide. Yeah, that's just crazy how uh, technology has uh, rules our world. But um, we still love motorcycles, and we still thank you for tuning in to the Upshift Podcast. So again, tell everybody where they can follow you, Brian, one more time. The Upshift Podcast underscore Brian underscore NH. And you can follow me at the underscore upshift podcast on Instagram. And we are the upshift podcast on Facebook. But buddy, I have enjoyed this episode. We have talked for 80 minutes and we thank everybody for tuning in. And we will definitely see you on the next one. The upshift podcast. See ya. Out.